From the Standing Stone Farm Studio right outside downtown Nashville, it's time for the most ridiculous sports podcast in the world. So sit back, relax, and listen as Bobby Butler and Brandon Bond crack open a cold one and talk all things hockey, pop culture, and complain about everyday situations. It's the Pucks Out Podcast on the Penalty Box Radio Network. Welcome, welcome, welcome into the most ridiculous podcast in sports and pop culture. I'm Bobby. He's Brandon. Hey, with us today is Nashville Royalty, co host of the Preds, Pucks, Penoys, and editor in chief at Penalty Box Radio Network. Justin Bradford is with us today. You can find us on the three majors of social media at Pucks Out Pod. Now, let's keep drinking these beers and let's get after it. We are at Mayday Brewery for a live show. So we've got we've got trains, we've got sounds, we've, we've got, got a pe- forklift right in yeah. front of us right now. So <laughs> we're here for your entertainment pleasure, Justin. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing great. I have a, a, a triple threat beer in front of me, which is a combination of concoction you can only get at Mayday. So if you want to try that, you got to come to Mayday for that too, and yeah. it's just perfect for a summer, a warm summer day. Yeah, I've got this Borough Blonde and one of their pepperoni pizzas, and it is this is good living. This is what when I signed on to be a podcaster, <laughs> this is this is it. I I'm I'm drinking the inner inner I know Daddy's money right yeah Daddy's money the <laughs> hazy IPA here I'm loving it I yeah this is this is what I signed on for too Bobby drinking beer at a brewery with our semi boss Justin Bradford <laughs> here he, he he you know he he really helped us out in the in the beginning now we've gotten our flow but uh, but we will never forget. Uh, the first time I met this guy when we got off a plane in the <laughs> coldest week right. of the year in Minnesota, in Minneapolis, Minnesota, I shook this guy's hand. I don't even know if we even felt each other's hands when we shook <laughs> yeah. hands. It was so cold. Honestly, I loved that trip. And that was such a like what a great memory, because, you know, th- right now it is very hot here in Nashville. Uh, yeah. It's not even the hottest day of the week. It's about 86 degrees, but it's. And we're under shade, but we're boiling. And I always get, you know, you know how a lot of people get seasonal depression in the winter. That's what I do in the summer. So when I was when we were in Minneapolis at negative eleven degrees, I was thriving. I was honestly as much beer as we drank there. I was much more healthy because I'm a smoker, and I could not smoke. <laughs> I w- we were there for like six days, and I had like maybe like a half of seven cigarettes. So, so you know what's funny about that trip too is my girlfriend Alex booked that thinking oh what's well, march it's like spring break <laughs> and we get there and it's snowy and, and you see snow on top of spongebob outside the mall of america she's like i really didn't think this through i'm like honey did, it was minneapolis in march did, didn't it, it got above zero degrees there for like one hour the entire time Brief we were period. there right yeah, yeah. so much snow it so was cold. so much it was then, so that was like beautiful short though. weather so it was so beautiful. Yeah. Those those Uber drivers, they were not playing around, dude. They no. just whipped it around. Yeah. As like, someone who was taking like a like a they don't call it Uber there, but something of the same in Jamaica, it's equivalent. Yeah. They just are they they're gonna get you there. But yeah. all right, guys, today we've got a bunch of news from around the league. We've got our question time with Justin Bradford. We got a MCU Heroes draft. Yes. So let's jump straight into the news. We got a bunch today. Everything you need to know about what's happening on the ice. It's time for news from inside the boards. Don't forget to also check us out on What a Maneuver and Patreon to support the show. 
Uh, usually these last couple of weeks, uh, for the last couple of months, we've been promoing a live show, but you know, we're, 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 we're here. We don't have, we're we here. We don't, we're not promoing a live show. Uh, Justin, you got anything to promo while, while you're here with us? Actually, yes. And this is the first time I'm going to say this to people publicly. Yeah. We love so, to be breaking news oh, here yeah. on so, the Pucks Out podcast. So Penalty Box Radio, we've been doing these things where we take a lot of trips with the group and we try to bring a VIP guest on. I mean, we were going to do a cruise with Stu Grimson and Lindsay Raleigh. That obviously got canceled for reasons. I wonder uh, why. I wonder What's why. What's been happening over the yeah. past year and a half? Oh gosh! And we did it. We did a fantastic trip to DC when the Preds went and whooped up on the Capitals there with on, on the mom's trip and everything. That was a lot of fun. We did a Winter Classic trip at a huge New Year's Eve party. So we have another trip coming up as to Cancun in the off season of 2022. Well, we have our VIP guest booked, and that VIP guest will it's be me. The one, <laughs> will be the one and only Pete Weber. Ah. Oh. Nice. That's awesome. Yes. Him and his wife Claudia will be coming to join us in Cancun, and we're going to have special opportunities to interact with Pete. We'll have a cocktail hour. We'll have a special session that's going to be like an adults-only story time with Pete Weber. Who, if you've never met Pete Weber, he has his fair share of adults-only stories to tell that are just not safe for public consumption unless we, it's eighteen plus. So. We might if if we <laughs> if we happen to get up on that trip, we may record it. And we may never be invited yeah. again. But we're <laughs> We're going to have the content. <laughs> no, it's it's going to be fantastic, guys. It's so it's not on the main strip on Cancun. It's way off and secluded, but on the beach, it's a private beach, full-on resort with a water park, a zip line, and everything on here, too, with Love even swim-up suites That's... as well, which is going to be perfect. Plus, Pete Weber is going to be there for story time. It's going to be fantastic. You are the first guys to know about that because I just finally oh, secured that. Yes. So. What an honor. And well, we will do everything we can to hopefully us, be Lock there. us down. <laughs> Look, we have. Without our, talking to our significant our others. Our wife, <laughs> our wife, uh, your wife and my fiance are here. It seems like we there may be some breakups and divorces in the future if we're not able to go on these now, trips. Also, I forgot to mention, it's an all-inclusive resort. Oh, oh. You, you have said, you have said Brandon and Bobby's two favorite words okay <laughs> all inclusive and yeah. and the food which is included in the all inclusive is one of the top rated for this resort in all of cancun bobby so, we're in you said 2022 say, we 2022. have so long to save for that july of yeah. 2022 oh, yeah. oh i can yeah. double it as a birthday trip yeah. boom boom Pay- boom. payment plans are available for it too but also you're going to get to hear stories from pete weber that you typically just will not hear from him from all of his stories in sports. He's been around it all, and he has some hilarious stories. And wow. it sounds like we might have an insider, so we can get a one-on-one with Peter yeah, Weber, maybe. Right, yeah. absolutely, right. absolutely, I can hook you up. That yeah. would be that's going to be Patreon be content, but hey, maybe even OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put it on the Pucks Out OnlyFans. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that that sounds amazing. I. I'm in. I I don't have to <laughs> yeah. look. You said look. All I have to do to sell Stephanie. All inclusive, okay? Right there. There you go. Right there. Boom. <laughs> but, all right. Let's actually jump into some news from around the league. Uh, Austin Matthews out at least six weeks with a wrist surgery. That is a, I mean, obviously he's one of the elite players of this league. What do you guys think that does for this Leafs team? I mean, six weeks, while it's not a long time, it's a first good chunk of the season where you're kind of trying to find your stride. And listen, that Leafs team, they need it. They're, I mean, they, as good, no, no matter how much talent they have, there's a there's a curse on that team. So what? How do you guys think this? Uh, uh, you know, do you think that this is good for his season? Maybe he can make it a little bit longer into the postseason, or or what? What do you think, Just? I mean, I, I mean, I think that, like you said, the first part of the season is extremely important to set the tone. But we know it's not always 
the most important. We saw what the Predators did in the last half of the season last year. I think that uh, that's a team that, honestly, a lot of guys could probably step up and give them a little more confidence outside of those big stars. I, I mean, I think that it's it really just depends on how that team comes together in my mind. Yeah, for Austin Matthews, I mean, six weeks when he started doing the math, that he still should be ready by the beginning of the season. He's going to miss most preseason. Oh, I guess I read it as six weeks of the season. Six I, weeks I, of the season? Oh. I, I, I might have read it differently. I, maybe. I, yeah. I, I thought mean, it said he's going to miss six weeks, so I heard that as he's going to miss six weeks th- of the season. Th- maybe he does miss that, and maybe I misread it as well. well. I mean, if you're reading it, I was just going, I mean, I heard it on uh, on uh, NHL on Sirius okay. XM this morning. So he needs six weeks to recover from the procedure, okay. which take him to the start of training camp. Okay, so, okay. But, but it, to your point, though, still, too, most players want to come into training camp Boom, they're already ready to go, ready right? To They've go. been off-season training because, I mean, most NHL players, they might take two or three weeks off when their season ends, and they're right back into the thick of things. I mean, it is not sitting back, relaxing on the beach the entire time. Yeah, they may be doing that, but they're also training really hard during the day all the time. We see videos of that of guys that are really good on social media. So Austin Matthews, especially given the production that you expect out of him as right. well, is that you want him to have full success in the preseason as well, just to be getting prepped. So it's one of those things that... Yeah, conditioning. So... He's not going to be able to do that. Now, his leg should be fine. Everything else should be fine. It's just that wrist injury. So you may see a slower start in the season, but he should be just fine really getting back up and going, only missing six weeks. But you just don't want to rush it either. But that's the good sure. thing is at least you usually have the, they have yeah. a preseason this year. I mean, that's the good yeah. thing, too, is they actually have a preseason. They didn't have that last season. You had the messed up 2020. So it'll be good for them to have some time to get back into the swing of things. What, what does worry me is the fact that this is a wrist injury for right. a guy who is a scorer. And now, yes, everyone looks at, oh, he'll be rehabbed, he'll be better. Not every rehab and rest leads to a recovery. Right. So the question is, will his wrist, can his wrist recover? Because, I mean, with, I mean, that. Not everybody's Adrian Peterson, who <laughs> can take three months on a, on a ACL type of deal. I, I mean, I, I really think that the biggest thing is, obviously, the wrist being, you know, him being a scorer is a factor. And it could be a little longer than that. But it's not going to take it too far in, even if it's eight weeks or ten weeks. It's only a little bit into the season. I, I really, I really thinking I'm thinking more about the, the being in game shape. I mean, hockey is such a physical sport yeah. that. You know, going out and running and, you know, getting getting prepared and being on the ice and skating doesn't really get you prepared to to take a hit from a game. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You, you get in that that physical shape. So I'll be I think I think we're talking about one of the premier players yeah. in this league. Though. 100%. I don't think that that is a, a huge factor. But if we're talking about what could be uh, a hindrance, I think that's probably what. Now, could this be. is not the fantasy you show. Do you think this affects at all his draft value at all? Uh, no, no, he's, he's yeah. going to more than make up for it. Agreed. I mean, look, look at what he did last season. Right. I mean, he was only six goals shy of where he was in 70 games in 2020, with only playing 52 games in yeah. 2021. So. He, he's primed. He, that should not hurt his value whatsoever. And if it does hurt Honest, his value, then the winners are going to be the that's people that what I was later. about. That's what so, I was about to say. Someone stupid enough to let him go. If, <laughs> if if he falls outside the first round and you don't snag him, you're an idiot, yeah. in my opinion. That's on you. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and like even with the risk factor of, oh, well, this wrist injury is worse than we thought. The surgery didn't take. You're it, it, it's a calculated risk that you have to take in my mind. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's like when you t- always take Connor McDavid in the playoff pool. Yeah, you know what the risk is, but you're what are you going to not he, take him? He, he could go out first round, but that guy could also Cause he will. score because <laughs> yeah. he because he will. 
but the, the, thing is, so many points. the thing is, he could score 30 goals and 30 assists in that first round, and then I'm the idiot for not taking it. I'm just going to take him in the... And, and I don't even know why you guys are complaining. I'm the champion. I'm the <laughs> reigning champ of our playoff pool. So please get back, sir. <laughs> All right. Uh, Yamir Yager, who is now 50 years old, planning to continue playing. And a quote uh, from, I believe, The Athletic uh, or ESPN. I didn't I didn't credit it, but I put it in quotes, but I didn't credit. Uh, uh, Yamir Yager said that he will continue to play because it is his responsibility as the owner of Claudno, and it, he fears the club might shut down if he retires. Uh, his stats. Pete uh, Rosen it, huh? <laughs> uh, he has he scored 15. Uh, he, he scored 29 points in 1920 and uh, well, probably in 1920, but tw- the 2019-2020 season. <laughs> uh, and last year he scored. Just a he wee got to, lad. Yeah, a wee lad of like 40. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, I mean, Yammer Yager is one of those guys that I, I for we're going on four years now. I have said I wish he did a victory lap of the league and I got to sign a one-day contract with every team just so I could have a Preds I want a Preds jersey with Yamir Yager I mean every every fan deserves a Yamir Yager jersey half the fans in the league get it get that privilege yeah. to have their traveling Yagers yeah <laughs> that would be sick that would be sick he just signs everywhere and everybody's like okay I'll get to get so a, get a the, Yager jersey so my question is do you guys think obviously he is with his hometown team do you think there is any place for Yamir Yager one of the greats of all time in the NHL, maybe, I mean, maybe if you want to have a hot take, maybe as a player, but do you think he, that he just should come back as a coach of some sort? I mean, he, I think he should come back as a coach somewhere. I mean, what a great that, hockey mind. You're, I thought you were talking about to play again. I was like, <laughs> man, I just don't feel like he's wanting to do that. Could, <laughs> could this man come in and play? Probably. There's, there's no question about him being able to find a role on a team. But uh, the Coyotes but, need saving. Maybe he'll go play with uh, keep them. But, in. <laughs> but you you suggesting? I mean, yeah. I, I mean, as far as having a role in the NHL, uh, no question. I mean, he is a player that people that don't know about hockey know about. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's that guy that is a is a pretty outstanding uh, person for the league. So I think he, the league would be lucky to have him somewhere. They, they would be. I just don't know if that's where he wants to be. Sure. Yeah, sure. That's obviously proven that he prefers to be back home in the comfort of where, where yeah. or home is for him as well. And what he's done as well with NHL is I'm not sure there's much given his personality type and things like that in terms of like player development. I don't see a role for him there. Maybe it's an ownership or maybe it's right. a, something like that towards less hands on with that. But not a general manager, not player development, not even a scout necessarily. He's a legendary hockey player. We've seen with so many different ones. I mean, look at Wayne Gretzky. He tried so many different things. Just hasn't really worked out. And I was going to give a shot at commentary. And we're going to see how that goes. Oh, I'm so excited. As well. So I, it, some <laughs> players just need to be okay with letting them be the legendary player that they were and not have to continue in that way. Unless they're back home, like in the Czech Republic, that's totally yeah. fine because that's comfort for them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys like that, guys like Michael Jordan and Wayne Gretzky and right. Yarmir Yager, they were too good at what they did. To where they don't understand why these guys can't be them. And right. that's why Michael Jordan will <laughs> never be a great basketball yeah. coach is because he can never get it through his mind of why you can't just do this. Well, because I'm not you, Mike. Yeah. Right. You know? It is a rare specimen if you can be a great 
player and then a great guy. Like Peyton Manning is is in the middle of that Venn diagram. I, I yeah. for example, yeah. Jason Witten, great player, horrible commentator. Tony Romo, great commentator. What do you think his game was? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, there's a lot of guys like that that where you know they have niches they are they're they're better at what they you know you can be the greatest player ever and not be a great coach and you can be a semi-okay player and be a great coach i mean it it, it's just uh it's just a skill set well let's look at this too in terms of the league to, to keep this rolling look at most nhl coaches and those that have won cups and taken their teams with longevity to stanley cups they weren't always the best player they did they just weren't i mean or even nowadays, too, you see what Barry Trotz has been able to do with his teams when he's been able to give given talent, like with Washington and with the Islanders. He wasn't the he wasn't the best when I say not the best. He didn't play in the NHL. I mean, right. he, he just didn't have that. Yeah. Even Peter Laviolette had a taste. But overall, no. I mean, so many of these guys, they weren't there because their hockey mindset, their IQ was probably there. But their that's, body just wasn't necessarily there. And that's totally fine because you can make a living as a great coach as long as you understand the game. That's that's uh, what I was literally about to say if you didn't say it. The hockey <laughs> IQ was there. They know the sport. They yeah. just physically couldn't do do it at that mm-hmm. level. And that's what makes a great coach. They Absolutely. understand their, their capabilities and their limitations. But their mind is there and it's still available to hockey. So right. I, I completely 100% agree with so, uh, continuing on with Father Time, Joe Thornton, 42, <laughs> signs a one-year deal with the Panthers. I mean, this is – I love that Joe Thornton's just uh, – I love Joe Thornton as a player. One of those guys, He. I wish he would win a cup. Um, do you guys think, obviously, uh, we just did our beer side chats, and you said one of your uh, your sleeper picks for uh, <laughs> uh, going to the cup is the Florida Panthers. Do you think Joe Thornton is a – is he more of just a leadership role, or do you think he actually still has what it takes to push them over – that ledge uh not push them over the ledge uh but definitely more of a leadership type of aspect because florida overall is still a very young team a young team that can obviously learn from joe thornton i mean they have a great veteran like patrick hornquist who's won a cup on there as well but bringing in a veteran like that if anything as long as it's not taking away from experience from the young one of the younger players he does have so much nhl experience he's played with so many different types of players as well between the bruins and the sharks and then even the maple leaves so he's seen what it's like to be on a quote-unquote super team, as much super as you can get in the NHL with Toronto and still not make it. How can he apply that experience to the Florida Panthers, who have a lot of great potential? Like, seriously, a lot of great potential there. They have a head coach that knows what he's doing, has been around superstar talent, but how to just bring that in. So Florida is one of those teams, I say, kind of a sleeper pick because they have the talent, they have a coach, they have a lot of those pieces in place that maybe they could put some things together and a veteran presence like that, too. You just never know what could happen. Yeah. Now, one thing I uh, I do think is going to be great is that Joe Thornton is now he is in a place where he is comfortable. He can have bridge games, bingo nights. He is going to be <laughs> in his prime spot there in Florida. He can go to a retirement home just 15 minutes away from the stadium. They serve dinner at like 4 p.m., which is great for him. Uh, <laughs> but all right, let's move to outside the NHL. Now that you know what's happening inside the boards, time for the rest of the headlines with news from outside the boards. We've got some college football shakeups. We've been talking about this last couple weeks. Things keep changing. The Pac-12, the Big Ten, and the ACC are forming an alliance. The commissioners have uh, met. There were still a lot of things in the works, but it looks like we are looking at we are at the beginning stages of the NCAA, uh, you know, foundation changing. 
uh, the death of the NCAA. Hey, I'm here for it. About we do time. not need you. <laughs> uh, I mean, you've got the SEC almost, you know, being even being more of a super conference. You've got these guys. I mean, what? So obviously, I think this is great for those conferences. What do you guys think this this does for the smaller conferences, the uh, the Big Twelve, or uh, I mean, even the what is it? Whatever MTSU is in, is it the MAC ten or something like that? Uh, they are in the. I'm I'm having a brain fart of what it's I'm not the saying. Sun Belt All anymore. American, yeah, I was I was a Sun Belt boy here <laughs> in MTSU. I think like it's, it's like the, the uh, American Ten. Conference, the, that's AC, the AAC. AAC. That's, the, that's what Cincinnati's in, right? Uh, Please, uh, MTSU. Then there's live looking it up here. And yeah, I I thought I knew it. <laughs> we're uh, not even going to be cutting this, so like now we're just gonna, you know, you're just gonna be Conference here USA. It that's it. Yeah. Oh. I knew it was the, American the in Cusa. some way. The CUSA. Yeah. Um, <laughs> honestly, I think it's going to be good for the competitiveness of the football. If you're, you know, a small school fan, I think it's going to be bad financially for those schools because now you're in, you have these major conferences that used to pay a boatload of money to bring one of these teams in or go play a home and home with, with one of these smaller teams. That maybe they won't have to because they're going to be expanding conference play yeah. in every in every situation. Unless they add more games to the schedule, they're not going to have time to get these small guys in. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's rough for the small schools. I think it's overall good for college yeah. football. And fans. I think I think this was an inevitable path for college football to take. It's not always the best. There are obviously pros and cons of all this <clears throat> happening, but I think that's one of those. It's collateral damage. Well, it's inevitable in my mind because of the way that the NCAA has handled everything yeah. these past few years. They've had this dictatorship on it, and it's there's been no rhyme or reason to their decisions. A guy like Bruce Pearl, who self-reports himself for having, having a guy at a barbecue, gets a three-year show cause. And then the next guy that does something similar and doesn't say anything gets really nothing, gets a couple games slap on the wrist, doesn't get fired. It's it, They have set themselves up for this by not working with all of these big schools who have hundreds of millions of dollars worth of endowments that eventually they were going to realize we don't need you. Yeah. Yeah. So, Justin, what, what are your thoughts on it? And yeah. So the, the, the big thing is, we all know, it always comes down to money, right? It always comes down to money. You think about what the what TV networks must be salivating over a partnership and alliance like this of knowing that you're going to have big teams playing each other every year, that you're going to set these things up to where you could have, like, say, an Ohio State playing Oregon and what that could do for TV viewership. Every, or a, sa- every yeah, Saturday. A USC playing a, a Penn State or, or a, a, a Wisconsin or a Michigan playing Washington, those types of things. I was making it towards cross country. I mean, that's when expansion really started too. You think about this SEC and Big Ten, when they started really expanding, it was about the network audience because the money's going to bring in. Big Ten wanted to get into the New York market, Rutgers. They brought in Rutgers. That's you get into the New York market because that is a huge television market. And maybe not for football, but you have in other conferences too where people might be watching. At least it's being in there and being in those things. Then you have the SEC, how they really expanded to go west. And you look at what they did with Texas and some of those bigger markets over there in Texas and just expanding there. Big Ten, getting more into the, the actual Midwest, the Great Plains and everything, too. It all comes down to money. And so you're seeing that, like you said, Bobby, it's, it's inevitable because it comes down to money and what that's going to do. Because with the advancements in technology and travel and everything of that sort, there's no reason these teams should just be playing each other when it could mean more for yeah. rankings when they can play other big teams as part of a partnership and an alliance instead of having to plan it 
seven years out and say, yeah, we can't wait to see you. The guys that are here aren't going to be able to play it, but all the ones we're going to recruit are going to be able to play it. No, it's going to be part of the schedule if, for instance, this happens. But to what Brandon said, it is going to be detrimental to a lot of these smaller teams or some of these teams that, for instance, I throw out Cincinnati because they're projected to be really good once again uh, this year, that they are in that mid-tier conference, but they're doing what they can. They're winning their games. They're winning the schedule that's been given to them, but how are they going to prove themselves if all these other big schools are not even going to play them or be willing to play them unless it's the playoffs? Yeah. So yeah. there's that trade-off that's going to happen between these conferences of, yeah, they're going to make a lot more money. What's it going to do to college football overall? It's going to be difficult for recruiting for these smaller schools, and you're probably going to see other tiers start to happen because you're going to have your major tier conferences that they're probably going to have to develop something else for these mid-levels because they're just not going to be able to break through. So what's the point if they can't even break through to compete for a national championship? That was a point that I thought of after I ended in speaking was recruiting. We've gone past the guys going into the into big-time college football to win national championships. Yeah. Sure. It's a bonus, and there are some guys that still do that, some guys that still go and sign with Alabama because they want to win a national championship or Clemson because they want to win a national championship. But the biggest thing for these guys now is that they are more literate exposure. The mm-hmm. more exposure you have, yeah. The more likely you are to get drafted higher, the more likely you yeah. are, even if you fail in the NFL, if you understand and get a big contract early, because they may realize this is all that I'm going to get. The average time for a professional football player is what? 1.7 years? Yeah, you know, like, like that, it's yeah. not high. Make and so make your money when you can make it. And it's hard to blame these guys. And, and just to expand on this. A lot of these big running backs that have been holding out because they're on their rookie contracts, people are upset about it. But why? They're the only people in the world that can do the job they're doing. Mm-hmm. Why in the world are they not getting paid the money for that job? Yeah. And they're sacrificing their bodies and everything to get paid because your career's not going to last that long. Get paid because that's the way it's built. You have to play the system the way the system is playing you already. So right. get that money. And if you're smart with that money, you and your family set for life and the future of your family exactly. set for life. If you were getting that just rookie contract or even if it's just $5 million and you invest that properly, you have a good financial advisor as a former professional athlete, you're set. These you're billionaires set. have been exploiting these young guys because the NFL, you know, and they've been just touting that. And now we're upset at these young players for understanding that they're <laughs> exploiting me. So. I'm going to exploit myself instead of letting you exploit. Play the game. Yeah, exactly. Everyone game. wants to applaud when teams get great deals, but everyone wants to bitch and moan when the player gets a good deal. Right. Why didn't he take a hometown deal? Uh, Because he's going to have CTE in, in four years. <laughs> and, you know, you know, and one of the things is, you know, look at, you know, I'm a Notre Dame fan. I we Every Notre Dame fan, or at least rational Notre Dame fan, can recognize <laughs> that we... We, so you, yeah, we re- we recognize that every year we are ranked way too high on the top twenty-five, and we do really well during the. But when it comes to playoff time, we are not great because at the end of no, the day, no. So this is just you. You are just talking about you. I've never. I would like to meet the Notre Dame fan that also feels this way. But the reason we, the reason Notre Dame always gets these five-star recruits is immediately linked to why Notre Dame. Uh, it's like the holy that NBC deal is their holy grail. They know that as long as they are the, have that sole deal, they are they can put those players up on a pedestal. Good, and, bad, you're gonna get yeah, exposure. You're getting no prime matter what time. Yep. 
It doesn't matter if they're playing St. Mary's School for the Blind. They're you're going to be on primetime network. Um, and so that and that's why honestly, I, I would watch. I, even I would watch a Notre Dame. It'll game be a nail biter. Blind school, <laughs> but and that's one of the, and that's why you know I'm reading all these and it all comes down to well, which of these super conferences is going to get Notre Dame because you get that NBC deal. Yeah, well, it's uh, the biggest thing is you said it to me this morning, and I was getting getting ready to come up here. I mean, unfortunately for the SEC, who I thought was the front runner to eventually land Notre Dame, I don't think there's any way that this new super conference of the ACC, Pac-12, or Pac-12, and the Big Ten, like you said, they have all of their rivals that they yeah. already want to play every year. And they're treating it like the Cowboys and the rest of the NFL. Like the, that right. super conference, they're going to profit share. They said, no, Notre Dame, you can keep 100% of your profits. Yeah. They're treating them like the Cowboys because at the end of the and day, smart. Notre Dame is. I mean, It's they, the way to land it. And before, yeah. before this deal came out, I was like, there's no way that Notre Dame would go and join either the so ACC, the, yeah. the Big Ten, or the Pac-12. It doesn't make any sense for them. They don't have to. The SEC would have made the most sense for them. It's the biggest, the biggest conference. But now, I mean, all of the teams that they wanted to keep on their they get schedule to play Ohio State, are Stanford, on their Tech, schedule. Uh, well, not Texas anymore, but you know, all ACC, Clemson. They get to play all. Those well, they'll teams. probably get to schedule an out of conference yeah. game, and Texas, Texas, yeah. Texas is probably willing to do that. Yeah, you know, so Texas will do whatever because Texas. Can. Yeah, Texas is. <laughs> I'm I'm interested to see how having two UTs, how both UTs are going to take it. Not in well the, uh, already. They are already. We're the we're the real. I've heard I've heard we're the real UT, and I still don't know oh. what band you are. You oh. guys both say it. One of my favorite things is like whenever I'm in Knoxville, I'll always refer to University of Tennessee UTK, and they get so they're like, we're UT, and it's like okay, then what are they? And it's like well, they're UT something. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, it's just easy to call you UTK. But all right, let's move in. Uh, we've got uh, a bunch of questions lined up for you. Uh, we're so happy to have you on here. We're probably going to have some follow-ups on the beer side chats. Um, so let's just start it off. You know, uh, this is a hockey podcast. You, uh, you know, you talk hockey all day. But if it's not <laughs> hockey, what what other sport? If if you weren't always talking hockey all day, what sport would you be talking? Gosh, I mean, that, that's actually a really good question. It got me thinking too because I've. I'm a fan of sports just in general, and I love watching sports. I mean, I'm, I'm a Titans fan. So I don't try to be a media. For t- I don't have to be unbiased when yeah, talking about right, the Titans right. uh, as well. And then uh, I've obviously become a Nashville SC fan, keeping track of what they're doing. And it's been a fantastic start to the franchise overall. Really um, has. Yeah, and it's been yeah. incredible. And that's one of those things, too. I mean, for the Predators, and I know we'll probably talk about it for the future of the team, is that you have two sports franchises in Nashville that are on the uphill climb right now with the Titans and SC. And the Predators are lingering right now. There's a huge battle for, for money from fans, for ticket sales and, and cord sponsors and everything. So it's going to be curious to see how that gets handled now because SC's doing so well. But for me, the past couple of years, too, I've really gotten into racing, uh, NASCAR, oh, yeah. okay. and getting into that. And then Dude. especially um, open wheel racing. So fun. NASCAR yeah. is so much fun it to is. just watch on a Saturday. It is. It is. I respectfully disagree i've tried many many <laughs> i want to, i want to be that guy bobby i've tried bobby, and it's, i'm just like this is the folks this on is, here know is, that is. bobby has decided that he doesn't like nascar no, so he will I, never be able to like I it. i want to like nascar i want no I try, you do not I do, but i it's just like i like f1 uh, f1 i like right, yeah I don't like the fact that they just go in circles. I can't wrap my head around it. Well, they have street races in NASCAR too. I haven't seen that, but I now I'm you yeah. piqued my interest. Yeah, they have watching the Watkins Glen, Daytona. Left turn, left turn. 
if you throw honestly, some, if you throw some way, jumps in there, some ramps on those left turns, throw some deer honestly, out there. It's the way that I used to think as well that, yeah. oh, it's just left turn. Dude, there is so much more to NASCAR. And I'm sure there There's is strategy I'm not one of those guys who's is like, involved. There are some of those people like, oh, I mean, it's, it's not mainly. A, yeah. That's mainly it. But <laughs> listen, there are a lot of people like, oh, it's not a sport. You're just driving. I recognize the oh, athleticism yeah, sure. involved. I recognize that it's I've a never sport. Said and I recognize it as one of the most popular sports. But it's I've tried it. It's hard to get into. Yeah. Because it's so I'm like watching. I'm like, you've I'm 30 never, minutes in. I'm like, I've just seen that. You've never taken a Sunday nap watching a NASCAR race. It's very clear <laughs> because that is the most wonderful thing ever. The, the other thing, open wheel race, like the, the Grand the, the Grand Prix. Sorry, not Grand Prix. Oh, the Grand Prix. Prix that was I, I, I would have said Grand myself. So. The Grand Prix. <laughs> oh, the Grand Prix. The, the Grand Prix <laughs> in downtown Nashville was really awesome to just witness and to be there. And to experience that open wheel racing is fun and it's a different kind of sound from nascar in, in terms of the types of engines that they're running and everything but it is a fantastic experience the speed on there and it's it's really cool to see the different backgrounds when you have f1 and indycar and seeing where these drivers are coming from and i just started watching the f1 series on the on netflix documentary of the drive to, to, to drive to survive and it's just pretty interesting to see the stories that a lot of these guys are coming from but also the the world tour that they get to go on when when you're an f1 and even with IndyCar, of what they're doing to see all these different tracks as well. So it's it's a pretty fascinating sport to me. I have some friends that are very, very much into it. I've been learning a lot from them, uh, but it's a lot of fun to see. And then even I, what I enjoy, too, and you see it more with NASCAR, you definitely see it with F1 and Indy drivers not wanting to hold back in what they're saying in their interviews. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it was uh, when uh, Boudoir was rammed by Ericsson, who ended up winning the Grand Prix last week, and that took Boudoir out. He's like, you know, just being a douche. <laughs> just like when uh, Chase Elliott was flipping off Kyle Busch uh, last season as well was pretty cool, too. And you want to see that personality. And that's what I think we're missing in hockey still is more personality from these yeah. players. They're, they're getting too much into that that cliche types of, oh, well, obviously the Shea Weber thing where, you know, they have personalities. You know that they're gaming. You know, they're doing all these other things and you want to hear personality from these guys. Other sports are doing a fantastic job of embracing personality. The NBA does a great job of that. The NFL is getting better at it. But you want the MLB to see still is not. No, uh, MLB, yeah. Where are they it's, at? It's all pastime stuff. But I will <laughs> yeah. say, it will well, say the some field of dreams rules. thing. Yeah, the field of dreams thing though was pretty awesome. So we did it in 1920, that. and that's how we're still gonna do it. Yeah. <laughs> Yammer Yager yeah. was there. Yeah. <laughs> I am glad that the I didn't get to watch the field of dreams game, but I saw that it was high scoring, and that was one of my things. Is I was like, that needs to be a high scoring game. They need to be hitting dingers into the cornfield. Metal are, bats. If, yeah. Bring metal bats into uh, baseball. Metal bats and force them to take uh, uh, steroids. Mandatory <laughs> oh steroids God. and metal bats <laughs> is going to revert baseball. Yeah. And oh honestly, gosh. it's really frustrating to me because I, it's hard to sit down and watch a baseball game on TV for me. But I love, love yeah. Going to a live baseball game. They're great. Yes. Live baseball game is is literally the best sport to watch in live. And honestly, it's it's less the baseball sport that I've seen live. It's the sport of heckling that I participate in. That is the best. Oh part. yeah. Oh, you're that guy. Oh, oh we're yeah. both that guy. Uh, well, um, we, we, we have, have two different styles. He is he is the shock and awe heckler, uh, where he yeah. says stuff that not everybody can laugh at. I'm a more of a clean G-rated heckler. Like I tell the umpire. That his mom doesn't want him home for Thanksgiving. Whereas I call the batter a prom night dumpster baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's one of my low. That's one of my more G-rated uh, ones. That is very much. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, he, wa- it, he wants- we both achieve our goal of he gets the laughs and I get the oh, and I definitely get the the best is when the player stops what he's doing in the batter box and just looks at you. 
That's he, when you know you won. Right. And they're they're full into it. They're like, okay, you've got me. Yeah, he <laughs> did once. He did once tell a batter that he he bets his mom wishes that she was pro-choice. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't gonna say this that. Was, it was I mean, cut it if you want, but but look, I mean, that's the difference of ours. It's like I say, like, hey, I hope you have wet socks tomorrow. You know, like <laughs> It's not bad. It's a true but frustration, like, though. But it's, it's a true like frustration. it's terrible, yeah. and nobody yeah. wants it. Or right. telling the team from, or I think we were telling some minor league team from Atlanta. Oh, that was that. Was that a soccer game? A team? Yeah, we were telling Atlanta fans. We we hope they hit traffic on the way home. Yeah, it's like oh well, yeah, they will just go they, down. They will. <laughs> I have, look. We said a lot of things to them, just joking back and forth. It was literally the first pro game. You remember when it was raining? Oh, at, yeah. Uh, yeah. Currently now, first Horizon, but it was yeah. first Tennessee then. We said that, and I have never seen somebody agree, but be so offended at the same time. They were just like, "How would you do that to us?" And appalled, like, "We are obviously going to hit traffic, yeah. but why would you wish it upon us now on a Saturday?" <laughs> right. All right, so uh, we all every here at the table, we spend much of our day talking about the Preds. Mm-hmm. If you had to pick a team other than the Preds, who are you choosing? Now, are we talking about if I'm cheering for or cheering as a fan? Yeah, I was cheering as a fan. So me, I like to go with the ones that are less talked about, that are considered underdogs, that always get made fun of. I like I try I tend to identify with those a lot. Sounds like you're talking about the Maple Leafs. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, hundred percent opposite. I'm I'm talking about like the Coyotes, okay. the, the Panthers, even the yeah. Islanders because it's it's the Rangers area right. up there. Those types of teams, little are brother, ones. yeah, all those ones. So for me, because they've been made fun of so much, I I know I said it before, but I'll go with the Panthers. Just What'd you do? What'd you do, Justin? Uh, he said Panthers. <laughs> hey, duck down, duck down, <laughs> dodge, dip. Dive, whatever, yeah, and dodge <laughs> the and five dodge, D's and dodge. Yeah. Uh, but but I think the Panthers one because I love watching Barkov and because you just think of the what if if Barkov would have came to the Preds if they would have had it off yeah. the opportunity. I mean, hey, that's gonna be now. the best episode of that new Disney Plus series. What if? I know. <laughs> <laughs> what if? What if Colorado did what they were well, supposed they're like? They're getting real specific with these episodes. The, right? the Panthers, the Panthers, they're old school. Panthers logo is one oh, of yeah. my favorite of all yeah. time. I have an old Brian Campbell jersey oh, man. with that on it, and it is just so sick to me. I cannot believe they switched it up from that. Yeah, yeah and, and the, the new one is is curious. It's but, not the yeah. worst, but it's not great. Yeah, we're curious. Honest. That's why I use the word curious. Curious. Yeah, yeah, you're just curious. being nice. I am being nice. <laughs> I am being nice. But yeah, I, I like some of the things that are going on down there, and it's cool to see the rival with Tampa Bay because you know them. They got to feel like little brother, like what you said. Sure. About Tampa being back to back like that, they got to really feel like little brothers. So There's a chip on their shoulder of what they can do. Well, it's just the youth there. It's it's fun to watch that, and it's also it's one of those things. If I'm going to be a fan, I want to be a fan where I feel like I have a chip on my shoulder as well from people making fun of attendance or people making fun of the team being unsuccessful or it's not the bureau days anymore kind right. of thing. So that that would be that would be my choice. Yeah. I think attendance we have definitely been guilty of. Uh, so next qu- next question. Next question. All right, so what is your outlook on the Preds' future, both short term and, and about three years down the road? Do you, do you, are you are they set up well? Um, do you think that we are we're going to be like obviously we're he doesn't want to go. David Will doesn't want to call it a rebuild. He wants to call it like I guess a rebranding or whatever. Competitive he wants to, rebuild. Yeah, competitive rebuild. Do you think that's do you think that's realistic or do you think that we are in a rebuild? 
they're not in a rebuild because they haven't done the necessary (laughs) moves to actually make it a rebuild. That's the frustrating part. Had they embraced an actual rebuild, then I think this team would have been better set for the future three years down the road. That is the problem with doing a competitive rebuild because you feel the pressure that they have to make the playoffs for money reasons, for income, for the for the organization to be successful. Fan reasons they can't really afford to lose all that money from ticket sales. And that's understandable because of the situation they're in. They're still, even though they're more of a hockey town now, Nashville's still a small market when you think of the number of people that can watch, the number of sales and jerseys, all those kinds of things. It makes a small market. Small markets aren't meant to be um, something that's offensive. It's just that's the way the market yeah. is overall. If we it's get real bad, if we get real bad real quick, it's t- the it's fans tough. will turn on. It's yeah. tough. And you have Nashville, like I was saying, Nashville SC and the Titans doing really well. The money's going to go there. There's so many things in Nashville being a full entertainment-based city. There's so many other things for local people to do that are competing for that money. So it's not a rebuild right now. They made some necessary moves. So I will commend them on that. The training of Ryan Ellis, the training of Victor Arvidsson, even necessary moves to clear up some cap space to sign some of these guys and to make availability for some of these young prospects to be able to play. They made some right moves. Not enough. That's the problem right now doing this competitive rebuild because they were not able to get rid of one of the two $8 million centers. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been a huge move right there to give them longevity for the future because what you need for a successful Stanley Cup qualifying team, and even Tampa's done it, even though they had some guys take cuts and stuff to be there, you have to have a team that has built up some veterans, some guys right in their prime, and multiple players on their ELCs. That's what's going to win you a cup because you have people that's forming a cohesive unit. Nashville did not in those three years where they were really pushing, did not have enough guys in ELCs they were pushing to the cap, but it's because they were overpaying players. They still have that issue right now. They've adjusted a little bit. You have a decent prospect pool, but the problem is that they haven't sucked enough to have a really good prospect pool. They have a decent one, but they don't have guys that are projected to be first-line players, first-pairing players, because they haven't been bad enough. Now, that's a good thing and a bad thing. It's a good thing because it means they've been competitive. They made the playoffs. That's exciting for fans, things like that, but it's a bad thing. For three years from now, it's going to be difficult for the cup winner to still actually be open. They had to; they have to make more moves to say, hey, look, we're going to embrace that we want to give our young players more opportunities to play right now. And if they're bad, they're bad. If they're good, they're good. That's great. But could you please be a little bad? Yeah. That's what they really yeah. need right now to, to just say, hey, we want it's OK if we are struggling a little bit because we're going to get a top five pick where you potentially can get a generational talent in those picks. And the next two drafts are going to be extremely strong. So that's why it's difficult for me to see a positive outlook in the next three years. They could be competitive. They could be a wild card team, but it's not going to be enough. It won't help. It with won't, what it won't we're, help. we're not going to win a cup, which is the right. ultimate goal. Right. They don't have and enough. And we're not going to get the, get enough later on to win a cup. Right. They're yeah. banking on that special moment to happen that happened in 2017 where things just clicked at the right time. And that doesn't happen all the time. It just no. doesn't. You saw St. Louis do it, but they already had things. They went from, oh, they went from worst to first. Well, they had all the pieces That was a once-in-a-lifetime. Well, and, yeah, once and, and it honestly went a lot like the Canadians this right, last yeah. year. Like where it traditionally happens of, you know, you make this great run, and then you don't win the cup. Right. And, no, and everybody always remembers us winning the Western Conference. But ultimately, yeah. we get to sit here and say, we still don't have a cup. And it was a great run, and we were mm-hmm. not in the same place that we are now where right. we spent this much money. But we don't have a big market to where we can bring in that huge, big prospect and pay him pay him what he's worth. I mean, we could. 
We tried it with Duchesne and yeah, that's well, like a I said, situation. Duchesne was Poyle's great white buffalo, and then we were three years behind on getting a Matt Duchesne. Well, we right. had been heard. We had yeah, we had heard that name for so long. He's going to get <laughs> traded from Colorado to Nashville, and then he goes to Ottawa, and then well, he's going to get traded from Ottawa to Nashville, and then he goes to Columbus, and then we finally get to sign him, and we, oh, uh, in my opinion, overpay for him, and really hurt the totality of our team overall. I really loved everything Justin yeah. had to say because it, it really it really sums it up so well. Yeah, thank you. So thank you. was this past season for the Preds a success, all things considered? Even without a cup, even without a <laughs> conference final appearance, would you consider this with what we had to work with a success? Uh, boy, if someone from the organization is listening, you're just setting me up to just be walking on hot coal. <laughs> Right now, if uh, they're, they're going to snatch that pass from Honestly, <laughs> if someone from the organization is listening to the Pucks Out podcast, Thank I'm going to be super impressed. For, yeah. uh, sorry we got you fired, Justin. But... <laughs> no, uh, okay. I'll give, I'll give a broad answer and then my own personal direct answer. The broad answer is you can look, you can look at it as a success because of what the team went through and they still made the playoffs. Overall, it was not a success because they didn't make the moves they should have made at the trade deadline they could have made for the betterment of the organization in the long run. In the short run, they made the playoffs, they had a couple decent games against Carolina, and then they pootered out. And then David Bull still realized he had to make some moves because of cap space in order to resign the likes of Yusuf Saros, Dante Fabro, Ellie Tolvin, and all these other RFAs. So it is not a success to me because in February... Oh, I was like, what's going to happen? It's finally going to happen. They're, they're being awful right now. They're going to finally trade off some assets at the trade deadline. This team's going to go into rebuild mode. And then three years from now, it's going to be really exciting. Yeah. Like for the fans and everybody, it's going to be exciting. They'll just have to suffer a little bit, but it'll be exciting. And then they won on the run. And they started playing yeah. really well. And it was good for them as a confidence of a team for them like that. But it was too good of a run yeah. <laughs> because they made it in. And, and Poyle was even saying before last year's playoff when they were going in, when they were trying to do the play-in stuff, that they either wanted to be already in the playoffs or just not in the playoffs, not right in the in-between. Yeah. And they lost in the playing round, and it made them have an awful place to be drafting in the first round. They have to embrace the suck a little bit. And it's not suck to say we're just going to be bad. It's the suck to say that we want to give young players an opportunity. And if they earned up being good, they end up being good. Then you know you found something that's a diamond in the rough. If not, then you know you're embracing something that is going to help you in the future because you're going to get a higher draft pick. Those are the things why I don't see it as a success because they could have traded Ryan Ellis for way more than they did. They got a decent return for the time that it was, but they could have gotten a much better return at the trade deadline for Ryan Ellis. For other guys, they might have been able to trade a Ryan Johansson or a Matt Duchesne at the trade deadline and even ate some of the cap, but at least you're getting rid of that contract overall. So there's a lot of moves that could have been made the trade deadline that could have helped the team for the future. They weren't able to because they went on a run, so I understand why they didn't, but they still should have. No, yeah, I mean, I agree. And I think, and one thing I've always said for a long time is that I think the Preds suffer from, is that they are in an area where the fans, they're SEC fans. They are, they firm, these, the fans, the entire base, they're, they're of the mindset of, you lost the game? Mm-hmm. What no, do you mean you lost the game? No. I would disagree. I would say we're more about the entertainment factor. Are you Nashville. sure? Have you seen Preds Facebook? Oh, Fred's th- Facebook is not a good gauge because uh, that's it, like there are twenty nine thousand like, people in my group. Yeah, but that's like 
That's a lot six, of that's, no, that's like six percent. Just because of the you're not on Facebook, it's a that's, good gauge. That's and the fact is, of the fan base. it is both. They care about entertainment. How many they, people are posting and stuff though? Oh, all the time. A lot. All the not time. all twenty nine thousand are posting. No, but or it's like nineteen people. Hey, hold, and hold they're up. like, I've been admining this group for fourteen years. Okay, I've seen the gauge of this happen. When you tease people with success, they don't know how yeah. to fall back. On what it's like to be unsuccessful. That's for it. The they they are the, the the majority <laughs> of fans. If they do a ga- if they win five games in a row, oh, they're happy. You lose two games in a row, it's why is he starting him? Why is that? Why why isn't Pekka playing? Why play Pekka till he dies? That is the view <laughs> of the like they they firmly are in the group of they they because they've been raised in this format of you lose a game you're out of the picture. So used to twelve games or yeah. eleven games. Yeah, uh, you know. Whereas you know you go to other places where life isn't all about SEC and it's this is an eighty six game season. You make make the playoffs. Anything is possible. Um, but uh, so we'll move on. Um, one thing we do like to always ask is creating your fantasy hockey team yeah. with a twist. You pick the city. You pick the jersey, you pick the stadium. It can't all be from the same team. What would be your perfect, I guess, entertainment team? Okay. So city, is that any city like in North America kind of thing? Yeah, any city Doesn't you have want. to be a current NHL it city? Murfreesboro, Tennessee. It can be a current <laughs> NHL. It can be a okay. current team. It can okay. be wherever, whatever city you think you would love to own a team. Okay. I would love to own a team, let's say, in San Diego. Okay. Oh, San Diego. Because the weather. Doesn't that mean a whale's vagina? vagina? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the loose translation. (laughs) San Diego, Jersey, I'm going to go with uh, Montreal Canadiens. Okay. That's usually what I think. Nice classic. So classic. Stadium. See, this is a good one because there's so many nice good ones, but do I want the classic as well? I'm going to go with, mm, mmm, this is difficult. I'm going to go with Madison Square Garden. Oh, nice. In San Diego. Um, so, yeah, that's those are the three things. I think it'd be cool because of the weather, because I get tired of the humidity here, but at least in San Diego. <laughs> Take an MSG warm, to, the to, to San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon, so we've done this before. Uh, I don't know if you remember I your picks not, last time. I do not. We should probably just Were not answer drunk? again. Well, I, oh, yeah. I vaguely remember mine. <laughs> no doubt. Now, I... I want to say that the hey, jersey crazy, I picked last man. time. Yeah, Justin? what question is that? I am offended. <laughs> you thought I was sober. <laughs> the, the jersey I picked last time is still the jersey. I can't see myself picking anything other than the Islanders fisherman jersey. Oh man, my okay. favorite jersey of any team ever. It is the and I remember I saw this like it was like a mock thirty for thirty about the absolute failure of that jersey, and yes. I thought it was so funny because I'm like I love that. I love that jersey, but uh, you know, last time I did Quebec City. Okay. I think I'm just I think a city I'm I'm sticking with California like you. Actually, you know what? I'm changing up. I'm gonna go outside the US. Okay. Tijuana, Mexico deserves oh. a hockey team. It deserves a so that we can go on a trip there every year. Tijuana Tijuana with the fisherman jerseys. And I'm taking I'm I'm take I'm going outside the NHL. I'm taking the Buffalo Bill Stadium. Outside <laughs> and Tijuana ho- outdoor hockey in Tijuana. <laughs> we want um, to talk about outside the box. <laughs> I mean, listen, All at right. this point, we've already picked them so many times. I'm like, I'm trying to like mix it All up. Right, so I'm going to mix it up as well. <laughs> I'm going to mix it up as well. I'm just going to pick a new or maybe not new. <laughs> I don't really remember what I picked last time. <laughs> I'm going with I love the the Canes jersey, the black where it's 
Canes across oh, diagonally. Yeah. Is that the one that has the, hur- the hurricane those. flags, or it just says the letters? No, canes? no, just the canes. I like the black across, across the, 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 ran- the front. It's the Rangers copycat. Yeah, the Rangers copycat <laughs> across the front, but better. <laughs> I'm going uh, as far as city. I am gonna go Baltimore. With Jacksonville, Florida, Ooh. because I'm really trying to get the rednecks up in <laughs> this the game, dude. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then I'm going to go stadium. I'm going Talladega. I'm bringing <laughs> Talladega. <laughs> Talladega get- has hockey now in Jacksonville. Boom. Joe Bob, where'd you get these tickets? I can't even see the rink. <laughs> uh, yeah, but no they, doubt. If that team makes the playoffs, they're playing yeah. hockey. In Jacksonville, Florida, in outdoors, like June. in June. <laughs> no, no, but see, but I, I want the rink, like, I want it to still be a circle like the race. I want there to be an infield. I want there to be an infield at Talladega. Right off of A1A. He's, he's going around the third left. He might get to the uh, the goalie in a little bit. Oh, 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 he is. He has got to go back around. Something's, he's pitting. He's pitting. Straight, straight out of Chell. <laughs> All right. So there's been a, so many maneuvers this offseason. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite maneuver? This, I mean, uh, there, like I, we talked about a little bit about it last. I, I, said that it's not really a, a maneuver because he didn't move, but I love the Landeskog re-signing. Looking back at this uh, uh, UFA period, what was your favorite? So everything aside from the organization's flops and failures, what they've been doing is so many other things. The moves the Chicago Blackhawks have made oh, has yeah. made them at oh, least goodness. a contender for a play- to be a yeah. playoff team. Not a contender for the Cup necessarily, but a contender for the playoffs yeah. immediately, jumping the Preds and everything because – what they've done is they've realized, oh, we only have a few years left of Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane, and Taves is healthy again. So let's see what, what we can do here by bringing in Seth Jones. I don't like the deal necessarily, but bringing yeah. in Seth Jones. Yeah, There's no winning and, goaltender. Right. And then signing McCabe, uh, getting him to solidify the blue line. And then what they're able to do, too, with, with getting Flurry and getting him to agree to play. Because the thought was yeah. that if he gets traded, he, he was yeah, not going to play. Getting, I thought he was getting flip-flops. Right. So, so to get Flurry to play. The Blackhawks have basically shown the entire Central, hey, we're in this to make a run for the playoffs. Yeah. We are not in rebuild mode. We want to go to the playoffs this season. And they built themselves to be able to do that as well, too. So that's one of those things that they made a lot of those moves to, to, to showcase what they can still do while they still have time left with Kane and Taves. Yeah. Uh, listen, I like I said, it hurt me in my down to my soul. Chicago had a great <laughs> offseason. And props to them. They showed that, you know what? Many well, Some rebuilds, it doesn't take five six years of being bad like you los angeles kings you know you can have a rebuild that's only three years four years um so but talking a little bit more about maybe a a quasi rebuild um during the expansion draft ryan johansson matt duchene they were left available for the kraken to take Mm -hmm. obviously they didn't take either of them because probably because of those contracts but if you if it was up to you would you get rid of ryan johansson or matt duchene uh, well, Matt Duchesne first, because of the term, would be the big one. If if for some reason that you have to recapture, or it's not recapture, but take some of the cap and eat it, then Johansson. Like, if you cannot move either one of them, but a team says, okay, well, if you pay $3 million of, of their cap hit, then we'll take it. Then it's Johansson, because it's only for a few more seasons compared to more. It's like that one-year difference makes a huge difference in terms of your cup window and everything like that reopening when you want to get some of the younger players re-signed. So, 
that's the way I'm doing it is the if then scenario with that. Duchesne's a priority to get rid of because he is not working out whatsoever. At least with Ryan Johansson, you see glimpses of it in the playoffs. You see that he can possess the puck quite well. He can make others around him better when he is on his game. He has performed very well as a center, but not to what his contract is. He's not yeah. performed for $8 million. If Ryan Johansson was at a $6 million contract, I don't think you'd be hearing much complaining at all. People would want more out of him because you always want more out of players, yeah. right? But if it was $6 million with the same term, people would not have anywhere near as much of an issue with Ryan Johansson as that $8 million where they're yeah. going, ooh, that's a lot of money. Yeah. But yeah, Duchesne would be the number one because he doesn't expire to 26, 27. Johansson, if they want you to take a little bit of that, that cap, that salary, because it expires in 24, 25, sorry, 25, 26. Yeah. Um, and kind of going off script here, how in, obviously Ryan Johansson, the past two or three years, and we saw it when we were in Minneapolis, uh, he, he is a specialist at those uh, shootout goals. Yeah. How important being a specialist in something like that is it in the NHL now where there are no more ties? Do you, like obviously when we look at the when we look at who made it to the playoffs this last season we looked at saw how many overtime losses Dallas had compared to like we did very well in the overtime and the shootouts this past season and I made I think almost 50% of those might be you could probably credit to Ryan Johansson how important is it in this league to have a specialist like that in the shootout so i i would say this if it's a matter of the only thing they're really good at is the shootout i am not going to sign a player or give them extra money for six yeah. more points. It's just like you don't in, sign in a goon anymore. Like, yeah, you yeah. don't do that. But if, if all of a sudden you realize, oh, hey, he has some pretty good shootout moves. This is a nice addition to things. Right. Then maybe you include a bonus in yeah. the contract of if you score three shootout goals this season, you get an extra $25,000 yeah. or something like that. That's what I'd be okay with a bonus structure yeah. to say, hey, there's, then there's a little bit of extra push to make sure you're converting <clears throat> on what your specialty yeah. is in the shootout. So that, Ryan Johansson yeah. is that, but I mean, I wouldn't sign a guy for that. I would exactly. say it's important to yeah. have that, but then again, it doesn't always work either. Uh, but yeah, the, the predators actually, you know, did decent yeah. <laughs> before, which is a little, a little, a little wild for us. It is. We, yeah. have Especially not like, we got real, cause I mean, Dallas had such an insane amount of overtime losses. They, they had like what? 16, 17. That is the difference between them. I mean, that's what fifth, that's 20 points. I that think is. they left on the table. That's they huge. left so many points on the table. Um, my favorite, one of my favorite questions, last question before we move into the next segment, perfect NFL playoff format for you. How many beers in are you, Brandon? Um, I cannot answer that question. He, he did say NFL, right? Uh, I, I thought he said, I? He, he yeah. might, you might have said NFL. Well, I, I well, was, I was doing some research. I, it was a double. <laughs> it was a double. NFL NFL format oh, first, okay. and then NHL. Well, <laughs> NF, NFL format should be fight to the death. Uh, no. Perfect. That is the perfect answer. Cut it, Bobby. We're done for the day. NHL, the big thing for me is I want reseeding for every round. Love that. Because I don't want it to happen to where you have Nashville and Winnipeg playing each other in the second round every when they should be playing year. in a conference final. That is the big thing to me. And to be honest, too, it'd be interesting to see if they – change the way they did the divisions up again. And here's the thing. Let me just actually take a step back. I would love to see divisions similar to what they do more in the in the MLB. Because right now the Eastern Conference doesn't travel anywhere near as much as any Western Conference team. They have a complete positive in terms of travel. You want to equal travel out, you go back to what the divisions were like before more than anything else. Yes, a little bit regional, but less regional more than anything else, because you have Arizona joining the Central, the same division as Nashville, 
yet you have all the east in one time zone. One time zone, the, the central spans two time zones, but how many miles is that? That is a lot to play a division game. That is ridiculous to me. Find a way to make that a little more fair to where every single team in the east is also having to do a similar amount of travel. You're never going to get a 100% equal, but try to find a way to equal it up even more because that's going to make it even more fair, I think, for teams as well. Then when you go into reseeding, I love that as well. as I want to reseeding in the playoffs more than anything else. And hey, maybe it doesn't have to be conference-wide. I'm not saying this is a preferred way, but if you just seed it overall and then you have it set up to where the one seed could be in a different conference as the yes. two seed and everything like that, you just have the best wanting to play each other in the final. That's what it should come down to yes, is I want yeah. the best teams that have won through the playoffs are playing for the Stanley Cup. It doesn't matter if you won your division. I know people are not going to like that because of tradition, but I'd love to just see the best teams overall playing. Yeah. I've been saying for a while, and I always get given shit about it. 1 through 16 seeding, I think, should be, no matter what conference you're in, I love it. I think one time I was a little drunk and I accidentally said we should do 1 through 32. Everyone makes it in, but obviously, no. I think 1 through 16. I'm a 1 through 8 guy. I do think 1 through 8, I think that gives you the perfect combo of not having to reseed, but still getting different matchups each each year. But all right, before we move on to pop culture, I do have one uh, quick question that, you know, kind of follow up from the beer side chats. We talked about UC Soros and his arbitration. Um, Obviously, uh, we have uh, 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 Askarov now, and we've been seeing a trend in the NHL with young goalies maturing quick. They are ready to come in sooner. Do you think that is something that uh, Soros should be taken into account for his arbitration, which is the fact is he there is. I mean, Askarov could be in about two years ready to come up and either start splitting time. I mean, I, just from the eye test of some of the highlights I've seen, I like what he has to offer. I think that he could be uh, what we need in Nashville. So do you think Soros ha- should be worried about his job with Askarov uh, here now? I mean, I think it's a little too early for him to think about that because then you're looking at least past two years and what he needs to be focused on, which is going to win a Stanley yeah. Cup and doing the best that he can, which is what he was doing uh, to close out the season. And you think Saros is already 26. You start him to a four or five year deal, he gets into 30, 31. Yeah. I mean, that's getting him to a point to where what's going to be next for him. So I think that's what the term is going to be important for him is getting that four or five year deal uh, in the term for his next deal. Because Askarov, for him... Most likely, I would say they're probably going to want to season him for a season in Milwaukee more than anything else because he's going to have to be used to North American ice compared to the KHL. Just used to the speed of the game. But he might see a few games in Nashville, and that wouldn't be a bad thing. But there's no sense in rushing Askarov with what he's doing because I think the Predators will have Pecorini in the back of their mind, too, that he was a late bloomer. He's a late bloomer. He was picked in a round that doesn't exist anymore. He was also drafted when he was the backup player in Finland. He was hardly ever, He's only seen in practice. They drafted him based with this on practice. So, and they didn't even rush him at whatsoever. So I think Askarov, you can be patient with him as long as you know Yusuf Saros is there and healthy as well. You have other guys in the system that could be a just decent backup. You have Riddick coming in, but you also have Ingram that could be a backup a season after that. Then you have Devin Cooley being in Milwaukee for a little bit too, and Tomasz Vomachka as well taken in there. So I think you have a good train right now for the natural predators that's set up in the system to where you don't have to rush anything. So Saros doesn't have to be concerned about it, that you can be patient with the development of Askarov and not say, we need you, you're the savior right now as it is. Things can change after, you know, one season. Things could change what you see out of Saros. But as it stands right now, you can be patient with the entire process and be confident that at least your net is taken care of. Yeah. All right. Well, the, that was all great, que- uh, great questions, great answers. Uh, we're going to move into our pop culture topic, which we're doing a MCU Heroes draft. 
Uh, for Real those quick he- question, though, before we start the draft, yeah. Justin, your favorite Disney Plus Marvel oh, series yep, so far? Oh, my favorite Disney Plus Marvel, Loki. Yep. Yeah. Loki no question. Right? Loki is great. And we're yeah. going to get more of it, too, yeah. which makes it that oh, much yeah. better. I've loved, I've loved all of them. I like how they're taking into account so many different aspects of just human nature and society and things like that. And then Tom Hiddleston, um, yeah. But, yeah. but Tom Hiddleston was fantastic. And I also love the implications that Loki had in the rest of the MCU, like big implications. Yeah. WandaVision had implications for sure, because yeah. what's going to do more with the multiverse and everything, but Loki literally opening up the multiverse that right there just changes everything. for yeah. Right. I'm well, Wanda, so- WandaVision really just more built on a movie that we yeah. already knew was And I'm coming, still salty right? about WandaVision because as someone who is a massive mutants fan, X-Men mutants above all, when they pull a bait and switch like that with Quicksilver <laughs> and I'm just like, I got you real excited. Ralph Boner. And I'm just like, what? I'm like, you don't do that to people, man. But, all right. So they we cast Pietro. So, uh, so I, so we are doing a snake draft for those of you who don't know, this is much like a fantasy sports draft. Uh, we draft, uh, we draft a team uh, of, this is going to be five rounds. I pulled the number one, uh, uh, pick and so I will really been- should be six rounds though to make it even. Well, okay, six rounds. We'll do something. We'll <laughs> fine. Um, so for the for the for sake s- of this, we have um excluded two characters because we believe that they are overpowered. Just yeah. like with the DC draft, we excluded Superman. Uh, Captain Marvel has been- he's awful. Well, I love soups, but he's just he's just too good to, for for a draft. <laughs> so we have excluded Captain Marvel from the draft and the strongest Avenger, which is Hulk, because it's just it's too powerful. So with the number one pick in the Marvel Heroes Bucks Out podcast draft, I am taking who I actually think is probably at the same strength of the strongest Avenger. And that's Thor. Ah, see, Thor is my pick. And now I my do, opinion, the clear one oh one. Yes. I don't know how everybody feels. I, I mean, it was the clear one oh one into me as well. Um, who's got the second pick? Uh, that would be me. Um, I am going to go with. In my opinion, the 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 next best choice, technology wise, I think I gotta go Iron Man here. I I have to go. Ooh, I don't like it. I, I have don't to like go. It. I, nah, man. I mean, like most of all the dope. I love you, three thousand, buddy. I don't love that. Uh, pick I, 3000. All the dope suits, everything that's going on. I mean, he, you were talking about excluding Hulk. I mean, he controlled Hulk. I mean, he has like he has technology to to run the show. I gotta go Iron Man. Not my favorite, but I have to. I have to. I have to take that choice, in my opinion. All right, Justin, you got two picks back to back. So I am so glad that my want for my first round pick was still available because I believe that she oh, I, has I, the power yeah, 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 I, to manipulate, to do anything she wants, to oh, control anybody. Yeah, I got and that yeah. is yeah. Scarlet Witch, baby! Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a great one. Yeah. That's a great one. That's a great choice, obviously. She can do anything. She now, can power. She can manipulate. She can change reality of anything that she wants to. She can fair. take down anybody. That's fair. So... I'm already tilting now. Well, you got a double, yeah, you got so. a double pick here. So. I got a double pick. And so, with that, in terms of a great team up for this, my second pick is going to be Doctor Strange. Okay, yeah, great pick. Because if you want to mess with other Avengers that may be super powerful and have so much power within the universe, what do you have to do? You have to change the reality. You change reality, you change time and everything, that's what gives you an advantage. So those are my back-to-back picks. Yeah, that's uh, that's obviously great. Uh, 
And I mean, you know, I really missed my opportunity to yeah. take the Scarlet that's, Witch. That's why I'm but I'm back. not super. I'm not super <laughs> worried about it because I'm gonna mess with her mind with my second pick and take Vision. So yeah. okay, yeah. okay. Uh, right. I'm gonna take Vision on my second pick. All right, so now I've got the back-to-backs. Are you keeping track of these picks, by the way? I am not. Oh, no, I was not. <laughs> was I supposed to? All right, so I'm going. Hold on, hold on. Can I get a T.O.? I mean, I guess keep going, but I need right. to You're pulling a Carolina Hurricane? I'll, I'll hype mine up. I'm going to need a timeout on the draft. I'm going to need a timeout on the draft. <laughs> my first. My, okay, my, so we my, got, we got uh, for Justin, we got uh, Scarlet Witch, and... Um, Doctor Strange. Yes. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. And then you had Vision and I had Thor. So I've got two picks now back to back, and I'm happy with these guys um, because I, I think that, you know what? what? Uh, Scarlet Witch is a dominant force on the field. Dominant. For but sure. you know what? But you know what? She can't affect something if it doesn't have a brain. I'm going Ghost Rider. Oh, wow. So now I, I need a referee call. Oh, is he an MCU hero? You said hero? MCU and. I mean, no, he was never in the MCU movie. I, 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 so I'm, lo- I'm looking at a list here of MCU heroes, and he is on that. I don't know the reasoning for him being on there, but he is on there. But it was said, though, that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is where Ghost Rider has appeared through the MCU being a thing, was also not canon. Oh, not canon, okay. Oh, not canon. Take so, it out. Okay. But, but here's the thing. In fairness, since he went with it, I would give it to him. So Let's give it to him. I would I would give it. I don't want to be that yeah. guy. Because I think no. Ghost Rider is a solid. I, Justin, you solid. just give me the look and I'll be that guy. No. <laughs> I have zero problem with it. No, I'm good with it. I'm good because I'm very confident in my first two picks that I'm okay with giving up Ghost Rider. Now, okay. I'm going with a, a man who maybe wasn't always a hero, but he was the hero we wanted and he was the hero we needed. He is the god of mischief, Loki. Ah! He, I'm sorry. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No, Rad, you're saying he's no, not a you're saying he's I, not a hero in no, Ragnarok. No, no, I'm saying he's not a hero. He, he, he was a selfish person that not wanted try, to get off he, and save did himself. Did he not try and kill? I the will Mad argue to did the he, death. Did he not give his for life his own personal? Does yeah. Did he not try and give his life to kill the Mad Titan? Justin, you're the deciding factor here. Is Loki a hero? No. I will fight this even if Justin think, decides that he is. I think Loki is. is probably considered more of what? An anti-hero? An anti-hero? Yes. An anti-hero more yes. than anything else. Okay. So, I mean, I was even thinking of potentially going with Loki, but if we're going heroes only. Okay. Then. It's cool, because I got a backup. Okay. As this one is I'll be that guy in this I, one. I think you're going to, I think your, your, your main juggernaut here is going to have a hard time fighting this guy. Oh, boy. I'm going Quicksilver. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's. I don't. I, I okay. think she's gonna have a hard time going against Quicksilver. Okay. All right. So the you're, we're talking about yeah Ultron, Ultron, Quicksilver. 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 That's okay. all I can do. But I know everyone knows what I'm talking <laughs> I, about. Yeah, everybody knows. Everybody knows. Everyone knows I'm talking about sweet dreams are made of this Quicksilver. But it's what I get. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So is it my back to back again? Uh, uh, or is it? I think he. It's he's me. Got, it's me again. I'm. Uh, I'm up on the clock. Ooh, this is uh, this is tough. I'm I'm tilting over here for being honest. Um, uh, you can do this. You I'm looking at this. this picture of this one guy on this list, and I can't figure out who it is. Oh, that's um, that's from Ragnarok. 
Oh, is he one of the ones like who was with Korg? Yeah, the... with the with the blades. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am gonna go with what, what I hope. Iron Fist. What I hope. <laughs> I'm gonna go with what I hope at this point. I I feel like the fight wise, I'm done. Okay, either way, <laughs> either two of your teams, I'm done on a fight. So I'm hoping people don't look at the potential fight and give me the votes based on the the person. I'm going to go with Spider-Man. Okay. And uh you know mo- mostly because at this point I've got to I've got to try to try to scrounge up some votes and people see Spider-Man's name and they vote for it. So, so you're going you're going for populism here, huh? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Honestly, Spider-Man is I mean, as long as you I mean, get the, as great. long as, as, long as you great. get the right Spider-Man, you're good. Right. And he's also extremely intelligent. Oh, yeah. for developing technology I mean, he's not, and everything too. He's so. not terrible. It's not. No, that's yeah. not what I'm saying. I'm just uh, yeah. saying at the fight point. The fight, I'm like, yeah, the really. Fight. Now I know we specified MC, but which Spider-Man would you take if you had a choice? I know. Are you taking Tobey Maguire? Are no, you, are I'm you taking, taking Tom. I'm taking Tom Holland. <laughs> but I mean, if if we had to choose, yeah, I mean, Tobey Maguire is my. I feel guy. like Spider Pig would also be a solid pick. No, but I'm taking nice Tom to Holland. <laughs> I'm taking Tom Holland because he has Iron Man's and Tony Stark's. You know, yeah, stuff. Yeah, he's got That's, the yeah, which is why I picked him. Okay, all right. So, is it finally my turn again? Yes, it is your turn. And, and it's for back your, to back again. Yeah, you got back to back picks. Okay, so my next one is going to be Shang Chi. Okay, because that's again being able to manipulate things and having lots of power with the the power of the Ten Rings and everything as well, which I cannot wait for that movie coming out very very soon. But he is MCU hero, so there's that. And then the next one after that. Because of intelligence and for weapons development, I'm going with Shuri. Ooh. Because imagine what she could develop knowing the powers that are on her team. Yeah. Extremely that's, intelligent. Yeah, that's, that's, that's good. All right. So we're back to me. And here's a guy who has all of the same strength as both Thor and Odin. A guy who will be a leader on the team, not to mention easily the best actor in the MCU. <laughs> I'm taking Heimdall. Oh, I knew you go with that. Heimdall cuz he can also teleport them around the map. He's yeah. I mean if this is a if this is a battle royale, he is a clutch support yep, character yep. in this. Yes, he is. Now I'm tilting because I'm not sure who I also want. <laughs> Do I, is this my last pick, Brandon? Got to be. Uh, this will give you one two. This will be your fifth pick. I guess we should make it a five-round draft. Right. Okay, yeah. 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 Okay. So, I feel like mainly because we're going off the MCU, a guy he can. <laughs> we're no, no. Yeah, he can. He I'm can, only at three people. He he's a leader. He all is right, a. No. I, I'm not the biggest fan of him, but he can do it all day. Captain America, is that you know what he he's he's the motivation that team needs. Um, and was that the last pick of the draft, or is there more? I guess. I mean, we. I you have, have you have five. I have three. Justin have four. has four. I I don't know how this has happened, but yeah. Because I think I was supposed to go before, and then you guys skipped me. Uh, so, so you go. <laughs> I think the keeper of the Bix over there, kind of. So, Justin, you. Go. I was the keeper. I'm just writing down what people choose. That doesn't mean I'm the guard. Yeah, I definitely need to go at this. He definitely point. needs to go because he's at three. So what you got? Uh, Man, I am uh I am mega tilting over here. Drink a bunch before the show. I know. Um I'm going to go <laughs> with Groot. That's that's actually okay. who I was thinking about going with cuz you know what? He's yeah. a solid support. I mean, at very least I get to 
enhance the the uh, the world tree wise. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, so do, do I need to go, or does uh, Brandy need to go one more time? Because I was the third pick. So, if you go, no, if you go, I finished the draft. Right, I'm supposed to finish the draft. I think technically I was supposed to finish the draft, right? Because it comes back to me. We're but we both have four. I think you go and then I'll go again, and then yeah. we'll all people be people that are five. listening. Like that you can tell they've been drinking while yeah. recording because they're like, guys, you, you we we they've been calling us wrong all this whole time. If right? Yeah. You just go, and then I'll get the fifth pick. You just want, it's you just want me to go? Yeah, just go. It's all okay. So for my last pick. This is actually pretty difficult for me because I'm trying to balance. As you can tell, I'm balancing manipulation or power with with different types of things, with time as well as mind, as well as what people can do with technology too. So this makes it very difficult. But for me, what I'm going to do to offset the Spider-Man pick is I'm going with Miles Morales. Oh, that's a that's a great pick. That is a great pick. I am gonna go. A little off script because I wanted to combine the forces with my group with Rocket, but I feel like no, I need to. I need to go a little more power. <laughs> well, I ch- more Brandon's gonna of, be like I'm actually guys. I'm a I'm a I'm a villain, so I'm Thanos to me was a hero. So like, <laughs> <laughs> I need to go with a little bit more of a specialist in my mind. I'm gonna go with Ant Man. Oh, that's a solid uh, pick. So I feel like I feel like Yellow Jacket would have been the better one, but you're locked Yellow in. Yellow Jacket is a, a villain. villain. Oh, I'm thinking of Wasp. Wasp. Sorry, Wasp. No, Cause, no. Because Wasp has guns as the shooters. And wings. And wings. Well, I mean, the going small is Her the suit has thing. wings? Wasp, yeah, Wasp can also go small, though. Isn't that the whole point? Or, yeah, or, but or I mean, not man. small enough. Not small enough. <laughs> I'm sexist, so <laughs> he's like, let's just not beat around the bush here. <laughs> no, I. It was mostly because I'm a big, you know, Paul Rudd Paul fan. Rudd fan. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, look, that's I. I I'm not confident in my team. Let's get the rundown. We need the rundown. Let's get rundown. Okay. Over there. So, Bobby has Thor, Ghost Rider, Quicksilver, Heimdall, and Captain America. I like that team. Pretty good team. It's a good team. It helps when I got to skip a bunch of people. Apparently. Um, <laughs> mine, Iron Man, Vision, Spider-Man, Groot, and Ant-Man. Not which great. Is, which is not as bad on the second read. Oh, here. Wait, Brandon, your team will be the best at quips. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, you know what? You get Which s- is what I'm the honestly, best we at, might just Honestly, you can just get an extra guy in Star-Lord. Not going to do much. Actually, he might screw you over at the end of the day. But no, super I will not take him. I'll take Rocket, but I will not take Star-Lord. He ruined but the show. The best one-liner um, is Brandon's yeah. team. <laughs> Justin has Scarlet Witch, Doctor Strange, Shang-Chi, Shuri, and Miles Morales. That's a strong team. It's a team. strong team for true Marvel fans. But when this is on Twitter, ah, they ah. may not know most of the <laughs> folks, which is what I'm banking on. I oh, went, okay. with, I went okay. with the folks knowing, knowing folks. No, honestly, uh, wait till I activate my nerves. Yeah, I'll put this on <laughs> the I'll put this on the MCU Reddit page. And, oh boy, uh, that's where you. I mean, it's going to be a lot of stuff honestly, we can't say online. But <laughs> honestly, I feel like I have the 
most popular team, but the worst fighting team. I feel like I'd lose the I fight. don't know, man. Thor and Captain America are a strong popularity contest. For yeah. sure. For sure. I'll just but have, nobody knows who Quicksilver even I'll just is. Have, I'll just have my my, my coach I'll just have yeah. my coach who's Bruce Banner tell him to take their shirts off and immediately oh, they're getting a thousand votes on Twitter. Oh my god. Well, my coach is because that's America's ass. Okay. <laughs> Kara Danvers coaching the all team over here. So, and I don't have clearly, to the coach. But this is long haired Kara yeah, Danvers. Clearly, you've so never I've been gotten. on Twitter because that's you're probably your biggest weakness on Twitter is Kara Danvers. <laughs> well, don't tell them they're my coach or whatever. So. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, but all right, guys. Uh, we are going to do a quick, we're running long, so we're going to get a quick this or that before we head out. Time to cast your vote. Vote your cast. Choose your pick. Pick your choice. Make a decision and take a side for this or that. I had to do a double take. I was like, when did we add a motorcycle sound to this? <laughs> Uh, but like we like to do during our live shows, thank you again to Charlie Sonier, uh for doing these drops for us. Uh, so we're going to end the show off with a quick this or that. Would you rather drive a creepy ice cream truck or the Wienermobile for the rest of your life? Justin, why don't we start with you? Oh, Wienermobile, 100%. Really? Do, I'm, yes. do you get the items inside That's what it? I See, that's what I was going to ask. Because if you get creepy, I'll be creepy all day if I get ice cream. Yeah. yeah, but if it's creepy, does that mean the systems are actually functioning to keep it cold? I mean, just because he's creepy doesn't mean yeah. he doesn't like how his job. Gonna, if you were driving the Wienermobile, do you realize how much free stuff you're going to get from people that want a picture with the Wienermobile? True. Very like, true. You're going to get all the attention whereas you're driving a creepy ice yeah, cream truck. Listen, every, listen, everyone knows the Wienermobile. To, chicks dig it. No, I'm going to be able to buy all the stuff because I'm going to charge people for the ice cream and then they're never not coming to the creepy to one they're not coming to the creepy one dude to be completely honest in 2021 every ice cream truck is creepy i was there was a perfectly decent ice cream truck go- stores there now, was an ice cream truck coming Both of these things are creepy it, it is it is it well i did I, I guess i forget when school is in so it was like thursday at like i don't know 12 o'clock and i hear that i'm like why is there an ice cream truck that's weird and i'm like oh kids are in somewhere but i'm like that guy's weird. He's driving an ice cream truck. It's a perfectly legitimate ice cream truck. Not creepy at all. I'm like, that's weird. Dude, don't do it. It just screams like, I don't know. Why is that ice cream truck playing WAP? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I Free like. stuff. Free stuff. No free stuff. If I get just the first time I ever get it, it's filled with ice cream. I'm in. Because I love ice cream <laughs> yeah, so yeah, much. I'm thinking long game. I'm yeah. making the long game here, and the Wienermobile is a hundred percent long game. Do you have? I can't imagine how hard it would be to park with the Wienermobile if you're driving it for the rest of your life. Like, imagine like, oh, I've got to go to New York for some reason, trying to navigate that Wienermobile in, in Manhattan. You should fly. Yeah. At that point, <laughs> I mean, at, at, that, at that point, you just got to realize where you need to place your meat. <laughs> uh, that's a great the way back to door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The back door, right? <laughs> no, best way to end this show. Again, thank you so much, Justin Bradford, and thank you, Mayday Brewery, for having us. Uh, we will shout see out you. to our boy Ozzy. Shout out, Ozzy. Uh, Justin, thanks for being here with us, man. You. And uh, you know, hey, everyone, get ready for a great season of hockey, and we will see you all next week. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Pucks Out Podcast. To see what other ridiculousness the guys are up to, check them out on Twitter and Instagram at Pucks Out Pod.